0: Okay, so we are inching closer and closer to episode 100 of this show, which is pretty insane, because that would mean that I've essentially been doing this podcast for two whole years without once missing a week. That's crazy. That in itself is something to celebrate. And if you've hit that milestone yourself already, then let me know so we can celebrate together. And if you haven't yet, then let me tell you, the best is yet to come. It is a huge achievement. Because this milestone, if nothing else, is a proof point to the commitment you made to yourself and to your audience. Wow, 100 episodes, we're almost there. Okay, and in the spirit of milestones, I thought I would use this episode as one. What I wanted to actually use this episode for, if that's okay with you, is to look back at the last, you know, 96-odd episodes and give you an insider's view into what some of the things are that I and my team actually implemented and what are some of the things that we did not because I know that we spoke through a lot of strategies and tactics on, and frameworks on growing a podcast and clients throughout the last two years of this podcast, which can be overwhelming. And in the spirit of shelving the shoulds, I wanted to talk you through some of the shoulds that we shelved, some of the advice that even I gave in this podcast that I did not follow and why. My name is Deidre Shen, Seer and co-founder of Cap Show, and this is the Grow My Podcast Show. Hey, hey, we are going to have some fun in this episode because I want to actually talk about some of those shoulds that even I spoke about in this podcast that we shelved. I've always felt like I had to be someone who had to master all the things and then to also be seen as a master of all the things, which, gosh, thinking about it, about that now makes me totally seem like an egomaniac, doesn't it? (laughs) <laughs> but I've really been changing my tune on that because I know that I can't, I, I just, I cannot be the master of all things. And I've been learning the hard way over the last year that not only have I been doing myself a disservice in trying to operate and, and think in that way, but I've also really been doing my team a disservice. And also, to be honest, you listening to this a disservice. And so I wanted to try to correct the course on that a little bit and be open and honest with you on some of the things I probably said I'd do and I just didn't because I've been realizing that me saying I was going to do something was coming from this place of, you know, I should, I should be doing that thing rather than, hey, do I actually need to do that thing because it's going to fundamentally move the dial for me and for capture? It was completely driven by my ego and my need to prove something, which is ridiculous. And so I wanted to be open about it in case you may have been feeling something similar because it's okay. You're not alone in this. We all go through this. And I, and I promise I'm probably going to go through it again myself until I get a little bit of a, a realisation moment. So what I've done, I've invited my co-founder, Bona Rai, who has been on this journey with me to have this conversation, a conversation about the advice in this podcast that we did not follow, the shoulds that we shelved and are continuing to shelve and why. Hey, Bona.
1: Hey, hey. Welcome. Egomania.
0: mania.
1: That was so funny. <laughs> What do you think? Do you think I'm an egomaniac? Oh, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) I just didn't have the words until now. And
0: I think that is perfect. Egomaniac. Yeah. Now you know exactly what to call me. (laughs) Awesome. This is gonna be great. Okay, let's get into so there's a few a few themes that we're going to talk about things that we've spoken about ourselves on this podcast, Mm. where we've gotten guests on to to talk about. And we're gonna basically go through why we did not do why we do not follow the device. I hate
1: this. I hate this uh, episode already. <laughs> it's giving me much anxiety. But I think it's a really. It's going to be really therapeutic too. Yes, for sure.
0: And I want to start with the big elephant in the room. Oh,
1: other than your ego. <laughs> other than my ego, yeah. Yep, the one that's pushing your ego out of the way. What's <laughs> yes. the elephant. I'm intrigued.
0: Well, the elephant is video. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wish I had something cl- more clever than that now. now that <laughs> I'm the we'll think of something. Yeah. yeah. But video. Video yes. is a big elephant in the room because, yes. holy moly, if you think about 2023 and the big should mm. that came about mm-hmm. with the whole video podcasting thing and, you know, and and even social media platforms really trying to push short-form videos. Yes. And, and YouTube kind of becoming cool again. Oh, my gosh. It was a big should.
1: Yes. Right? Like yes. this
0: whole video space. And we tried. We did. I'll give ourselves some a bit of kudos for that. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> definitely a plus for not even effort, but trying. <laughs> Is there such a thing? Yeah, and the- lots of uh, the most. Okay, we're decorated with the most false starts. How about that? That's a good way to put it. Lots okay. of double fall <laughs> I don't know which which sport we're talking, but. Lots of starts. Yes. Okay.
0: That just did not. Very little follow through. Yeah. And
1: definitely no conclusions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no achievements. But okay. yeah, I, was, I would feel like fall, definitely I think false start is a good is a good way of thinking about our yeah. efforts with video.
0: Yeah, because if we look back at the the things that we spoke about in this podcast. So I, I'm going to rattle some off. I mean, we talked about short form and long form video mm-hmm. in episode like 14, 35, 70, 77, 90. I think that's a good at least five episodes that we spoke about video. Yes. Yeah. From our perspective, as in the things that we were doing and trying, which yep. I think to your point were the false starts. Yep. And then also from having guest experts on yeah. talking about it. Yeah. And we, I mean, to, to your point, like we tried, we tried yeah. time and time again. But then each time we just made the decision to, okay, it's like that's not quite working or for whatever reason, and we'll, we'll go into that or that's not quite landing for whatever reason to the point where now we've just pretty much completely, as of now, like mm. this is not a forever decision and none of these things are, but right now we've pretty much completely pulled back from it. Yep, yep. So let's go into why maybe like, What precipitated those false starts, then what led to us going, oh, not quite working?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this and I think there's, like with most things that we don't see through, at least as it relates to work, but I'm sure this relates to personal as well. I think there's like three main buckets. There's definitely the mindset and I don't necessarily mean the mindset of like, I can do it, that kind of, you know, rah-rah mindset, but really having the right mindset to be able to do this thing meaningfully. The second thing that comes to mind is workflow. Again, once you have an established workflow, it's really hard to incorporate new things into it, especially when it's already quite full. And of course, tools or, or systems um, and resources. I would say that's why with Creative Studio, when we launched it this year, that's what we we're trying to do. We're trying to make it easier for people like ourselves to create video, right? We have the short form script generator. We have, you know, sound bites. We have segments. It's like, this should be so easy. And what we realised was that was only just part of it because a tool is great if you don't have the workflow for it and the mindset and will, Mm. then it actually kind of becomes, it feels even worse because you're like, you already had the tool for it. What are you doing? Why aren't you
0: utilising that? Yeah, and that should become like such a big, hairy beast of a giant spider. (laughs) Yeah, keep going. (laughs) Tarantula
1: vibes with the big hairy leg. Yeah. Exactly, and you wake up screaming from your sleep. Yeah, Yeah. exactly
0: that's I think that's exactly how I feel about video I think we nailed it <laughs> all right let's 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 unpack that a little bit so let's mm. talk about mindset because mm. I know that you mentioned it's not the mindset of like who can do it yeah because I think you know to this like right now we can do anything I think exactly. we all know this yeah what mindset do you think is the particularly important one to hone in on to actually make something like and I know we're talking about video but really this is probably any type of especially content creation, Mm. but as it pertains to video. Yeah,
1: I think it's, for me, and I would love your thoughts on this as well, but I suspect it's very similar, it's when there is a, like with any kind of content creation, to your point, you want to show up with a level of intensity and that is, that is going to be relevant to the platform. So obviously when we're recording audio and podcasts, you know, making sure that we're in the frame of mind to be able to really give it everything. And I think with video, video does ask more of you in that sense. So it could be everything from how am I showing up energy-wise like because we know like video takes away energy. So you have to really come at it quite strongly. And then do I have the setup? Like does the, my background look okay? Do I look okay? And you, your brand may not be about really being really polished and looking perfect, but you know, regardless, it's kind of like there's a level of like, well, I should probably, you know, put some nicer clothes on or I should probably brush my hair. So
0: I don't, I don't do this in my pajamas. <laughs> I mean, just to be open, I am currently recording this because it's not a video podcast in my pajamas.
1: <laughs> exactly. So I think, unless you then make it, you know, it could be like, you know, uh, I don't know, pillow, podcast pillow talk in Pillow Talk with ja- yeah But it's I like, a like that's a shining. kind of talk. Um, All right. We digress. (laughs) We couldn't brand it around is what I'm saying. But you probably do need to not look tired, for example. So I think it's, it's all of those things. Then, you know, they're just little things. And you know that, you know, like your audience isn't tuning in for you to look perfect or for your they want a level of authenticity. But I think there's with video that feels like you owe them a level of production value as well you know so i think that's a big part of it too
0: and i i mean i think it is also like to your point like it feels like we owe them but i think this is another big should right that again we get told we should have really high production video Ooh. because that's what the mr beasts and the whoever else in yeah. the youtube world are do and that's what they invest in mm. and so it's a, it's such a big mental hurdle to get it across to be like oh can i do video when i don't have like it's all of amazing camera and amazing background and exactly. amazing production team yeah. behind
1: it. Yeah, and especially I think also with a lot of people who do podcasts, they have guests and, you know, if you can't do it in person, like, again, like there's like – you, they might be using Zoom or something. But to your point, like your camera might be great. It might be more about that. You know, we record kind of every, every few weeks. It's like how would we make that work, you know? So I think it's just a level of logistics that is not, to be fair, the highest to overcome – but it's just high enough that you're like, I don't know if I have enough in me to get over this friction and maybe I don't need to be doing video.
0: Yeah, and it's a big, I mean, look, some people, you might be listening to this and go, what do you mean? I love video. Video is just like I could just turn the camera on. yeah. Yeah, and that's awesome. But I know for me, I tend to lean on these things because I guess the more, barriers whether they're real or not real you start to put in place the more you allow yourself to procrastinate totally they become more and more valid yeah exactly and I think that's definitely where I found myself to be like oh it's like okay well this is another reason why I can't (laughs) do video or you know it's just you just keep finding those and that in itself probably tells you something it tells you something about totally what you actually want to be how you want to be creating content yeah and I would say for me as well,
1: listening to that, there's almost like you kind of go, there's the mindset across the entire process too. And I've had this conversation with you from an operationalization, operationalization mm, perspective. Nailed it on the second go. <laughs> <Yeah>. We're <laughs> not a second hand <laughs> at all. <Exactly. laughs> Call me secondhand Sally. Yeah. <laughs> Is, you know, I think we had this conversation to go, okay, even if we're able to create this video my mindset around, well, how do I create space and time to review the content? Now I have to like review. I'm really good at reviewing written content. Uh, and we have someone who reviews our audios, audio recordings, but now we have to review video. But now we have to figure out how to make the video, not just, you know, like work and then short form video. And it's like, oh, wow, now I'm feeling overwhelmed. Again, without having a workflow in place mm. to, to do everything past you know, hitting the stop on the recording.
0: Yes, that's a good. I mean, it's good. It's great segue into into the second blocker, which is workflow. Yep. Yeah. How do we? I mean, because at some point, I do. I believe in us. I believe that we can get through <laughs> these blockers eventually for ourselves and not have a false start. Yeah. 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 How how should we be thinking about even how do we keep our workflow flexible enough that we can add these things in as and when we actually truly want to master do yes. it you know yes. not just because we should but because it's like yes we're ready you know our audience is asking for it and you know we think that it's a really valuable way for us to be creating content mm. how do we think about our workflow in that instance
1: yeah this is a tricky one but i do think that what you just said is actually the first step which most of us don't realize part of the reason why i think we failed so miserably in these past attempts is because we kept trying to add this onto a very full workflow I do have full belief and now I've put it on the record. So this is, this is awkward, but you know, that this year we will be able to, because now the the secret, if there is one to keeping your, your workflow, I guess, like flexible enough is to actually have room in it. So right now, you, how do you create room in your workflow is actually doing what you spoke earlier about being an egomaniac, but actually mastering some things. So when you're trying to master seven things, there's just no room because you're already at 700%. But if you focus on one, one or two things, which we have been doing in the later half of this year, and look to that, you're still at 100%, but then you start to create capacity because your mus- your, your muscles have to work less hard Mm -hmm. and now you're looking for the next challenge which is where video can come in now the older would probably put in video and put in all of these other things let's launch a magazine let's you know what let's actually do a fashion like (laughs) business as well on top of it or you know like all merch or whatever but now we're just going no video is the next thing because there is a reason everyone's talking about it we do need to get on top of this but literally it will be just that for a period of time because that's what and I think that's almost the first step to go actually creating room in your workflow Mm. and if there's things on there that you're not getting results from feel free to remove them but we don't remove them I think that's the difference and then and that's how you build I think the flexibility because you start to build the mental ability now or mental aptitude to look at the things to see what's what's working for you and what's not what has to stay because you have to haven't finished mastering it but it's worth it and what can actually be removed because it's actually no longer serving you and you need to put a new thing in place. Mm. So I think that's really – And but you have to think of your workflow as a finite thing. Sure, it can build a level of infinity to it because you'll have tools, you'll have AI, you'll have all of that, but you're still going to need the resources, whether that's yourself or your team, a level of bandwidth to make sure it's happening. right? And happening well. Happening well, exactly, and, and continue to level up too. That's the thing, If especially if you want to continue being excellent at what you're doing then, you know, you're going to need a level of bandwidth to your point to monitor it so you can understand where it is either plateauing, maybe going downhill and, you know, or not at the growing at the rate that you would like because mm-hmm. otherwise it kind of is redundant. The whole conversation becomes redundant.
0: Yes. This is going to be, this is increasingly, we're going to be talking about this more and more this year in 2024, I'm sure, around how is it that we're, like as a business, we're creating focus and space in our, like minds, but also, tool like I don't mean tools as in like the actual tools but tool in our minds and in our, let's just let me just say and in our workflows <laughs> in our yep. operations yes say yes we're going to be I think this is this is really really important for us because I think 2023 was one where we to a point we just tried all of the things at the same time we burnt ourselves out you know yeah. I just however many episodes ago was talking about being in this like I just felt creatively tapped out. Like I think it yeah. was the culmination of the whole year trying to do all these things mm. that meant that I felt that way. And so I think we just showed up to twenty twenty four really, really differently, which is like, okay, let's not do that to ourselves anymore. Yeah. Let's be really, really focused and really intentional. And I think we're actually going to it feels it feels slower, but I think and that's okay mm. for it to feel slower because that's that slowness is actually going to get quicker results I actually firmly believe that now totally and it's it's such a it's really uncomfortable Mm. place to be when you're like oh I just I don't feel like we're really doing much or because we're so used to working at breakneck speed that now it's like hold on it feels like we're you know working at 25 percent or whatever the yes you know the yes. rate of that, but we're actually getting more done mm. at a higher quality level. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, these are things I'm going to be talking about even at Capture Abians Live and stuff around like the importance of, of focus and what that can do to a business and to content, etc. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is, anyway, I'm not going to belabor the point because we're going to be talking more about it. Yeah. So I wanted to <laughs> then, so video. Video mm. is something that we just tried and tried and tried and just could not get off the ground. Yeah. So if you've been able to get video off the ground in a meaningful way then kudos because it's a toughie it's a toughie yeah so definitely let us know let us know how how you've incorporated into your workflow how you think about it maybe video is just totally natural to you and it's like what you guys are talking about <laughs> or it hasn't been and you know you've had to you've had to go through your own process to actually bring it to life we'd love to hear um from you okay so video was the first elephant mm. The, second. the biggest elephant, would we say? I would say that this is a pretty close big elephant. Ooh, it's okay. like a slightly smaller, but like only by a couple of inches. Okay, and it's and it's pink. <laughs> okay, sure. Yes, I it's a, big <laughs> elephant. <laughs> I have to differentiate it. Yeah, the so, pink
1: flamboyant elephant in the room is
0: climbing the charts. Ooh. Okay, now this is the reason why I say this is a pretty big. It is a pretty flamboyant elephant, is because the whole premise behind. I mean, this podcast is called grow my podcast show it is yeah and you would think intuitively that if you're gonna like the whole purpose like or one of I guess indicators of growth of your podcast is climbing the charts
1: and for some people the primary indicator yes say
0: and that
1: has not been the case
0: of us (laughs) so I apologize for the misleading (laughs) we we were totally we totally misrepresented. (laughs) this podcast. Too many realizations are hitting. (laughs) Um, Because we promised that you would grow your podcast, which, okay, look, I'm going to be fair. I think we did deliver on that. Just maybe not in the conventional way, which we will get into, but not in the way of climbing the charts necessarily. Now, we did have episodes on that were about that so again if I look at episode 93, 55, 76, 73 it was all about things like how to get into the top you know 10 of Apple and you know how to leverage PR to yes. get your podcast known and things like so we did have really great guests on that you know I don't want to take anything away from that but this was just that that goal of climbing the charts was just not really something that was a goal for our podcast mm. Mm. and so and And so that's why I kind of go, like we kind of misrepresented Grow My Podcast Show because that's not what we meant by growth. What we meant by growth, because our goal is all about how do we create a podcast that actually gets conversions, whatever that means. And Mm. for us, it was how do we grow our email list? And how do we, of course, get more people trying CapShow? Yep. So that for... That for me was what growth looked like for a podcast, and mm. definitely for growing my podcast show. Yeah, it was not about climbing the charts.
1: Yeah, it almost like the, and and some of the strategies, like you said, the brilliant speakers came on to across those four episodes, and I think even more is that was almost like to your point, one of the ways we could have grown the show in order to get more conversions, but for some of our listeners potentially. Or, you know, some people who do podcast,
0: that's the end goal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the differentiator, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So climbing the charts, not our end goal because we're not trying to get sponsorship. Like we're not trying to monetize our podcast in that way. Mm. What is our end goal? And I think more and more the people that we do talk, that we are talking to, to you listening to this, is really about how to use a podcast as a way to create compelling content, content that you can repurpose and it can be – and Oh, I'm so excited about what this podcast is going to become because we're going to be going way deeper into that, into how you actually create this amazing anchor content that is really for you and for your audience. Like, not for any, not for this that's hit the top, you know, be the top podcast. Because I want to actually get sponsorships. It's like, no, you're just going to create really great content that's valuable for your audience and that you just really love creating because it it comes so naturally to you. Right? Like that's what we want to be focusing on and then how do we actually then use that to because you're already providing so much value, it's like this, it's going to be a no-brainer for people to yeah. want to actually follow you more, actually buy into your thing. You know, that's, that's really what growth means mm. and looks like for us. So mm. I think it might mean that maybe a rebranding is in order because huh? I feel really mm. bad about continuing to… Blah, blah, people. Blah,
1: blah. I mean, look, I love
0: a new year, yes. new haircut.
1: Uh, do, like do figuratively, haircut. Okay. Not, not literally. Like the podcast is going to get, or
0: maybe a completely new look. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a full-on blowout. Is that? The- w- like the hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not the tires, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, it could, it could be that too. I was going to say, everything's on the table at this point. <laughs> okay, so climbing the charts, that's something that we did not do. Yeah. We shelved that should. Yeah. We were like... We could climb the charts, but it's going to take a lot of time and effort. That and it's not the thing that we want to be focusing it's on. Not so we're shelving season. that. Should that pink elephant is
1: firmly in the cupboard. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's squealing though. It's squealing because it's a very. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's it's like the in it's one way. one like, way. <laughs> the way, there's no animal cruelty on this podcast. It's <laughs> so not a real. For those who might be like, just to be clear, it's we not do a real not events, real animals. elephants. <laughs> Gosh. I don't want to be cancelled at this age. All
0: right. At okay. my big old age. Okay, let's keep it moving, shall okay, we? Okay, the third thing. The third. Okay, let's change. It. It's not an elephant anymore. It's a little iguana. But <laughs> oh lot. <what? laughs> I'm Googling right now.
1: I need the visual. <laughs> you really I need the visual. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. So there was, and I'm going to point to a, a particular episode. Which is, well, two two episodes. So episode 84, it was with Jay Okunzo and he was talking about really finding a unique premise for your show. Yeah. Which, by the way, is amazing, amazing advice and so, and so real. It's so real to the point that we followed it. Okay, we followed it in episode 85 where we spoke through. We did the thing. Yes, And I was so proud of us because... Yeah, that was a
1: great episode. It was great.
0: <laughs> Definitely go back and listen to it because it was actually really great. Okay, but what... What we did not do was actually doing it. So we wrote the premise. We did. We we were like, okay, this is what Grandma Podcast Show is going to be about. We were like, yes, we we're fully on board at the time. Yep. And I think even in episode eighty-five, I said I said to Bonner, I was like, okay, so I'm going to be held to particular promises. Yes. Which I pretty much broke, I think, maybe in the next episode. <laughs> next episode was mine. It was really the ones uh, after. The ones that. after, okay, yeah. right. When it was like a long-distance memory <laughs> for me. Two episodes in and I'm like, I don't even remember what. <laughs> yeah, but I do, I, okay, so what I do remember was I made a promise that we were going to be keeping the content to growing <laughs> a podcast. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're
1: right. You broke it straight away. <laughs> How to convert leads to dream buyers. Literally, the next episode. How to overcome strategic overwhelm. Oh, no. How to over- overcome marketing overwhelm. From strategy to action, mastering YouTube. We're
0: terrible. Wow. This audit is horrible. <laughs> this is bad. so bad. Okay. okay. So yep. the should was, okay, the need, okay, there is a need in here. The need is that you need to have a unique premise for your show. So definitely, oh, my gosh, follow the advice that Jade laid out and even how we followed it in episode 85. The should was, I think, probably just in that time that we were thinking about it, the should was that we needed, we should have done it in this way mm. and that was, that was the should that we shelved. Yeah. Did that make sense? It did,
1: yeah. And I think, but it, I think this does highlight the point that you're making earlier about. I think we, like I said, the exercise was correct and couldn't agree more with what the framework Jay laid out. I think because we already had this podcast and we'd kind of come a long way. The key point, like coming up to two years doing it every week, we tried to. I think because you said that the when you think about things like climbing the charts and stuff like that, like it really is not something that has been a goal or we necessarily care about and we're still trying to fit it to, I think, what the podcast has been mm. or maybe we thought it had to be versus yes. like, hang on a minute. I think because these, again, these episodes since have done well and, and they're great content. It's what you love talking about. Yeah. It's what juices you and, you know, having the right experts there and things like that. But it's like, it's again, like you, you can't, I think, hold yourself to something that is not authentically you or is not anymore.
0: Yeah, I think that's, an important. Was. Yeah, yeah. that's an important Decision.
1: exactly yeah so i would say with this new made made over show with the new blowout and everything the the unique prem- premise is really important but it might just be about realigning to what you're actually passionate about creating come 2024 and
0: beyond oh so maybe in the next episode we can do the exercise again maybe we do the unique premise yes for what this podcast is going to become and and it's not a forever no thing that we're going to hold ourselves to because again yep things might change and I, they will change yeah yep. and I, and that this is an important lesson i think for for all of us is that it's okay it's okay if things change if your interests change as long as in that moment when you make that decision to that you commit for a good amount of time and that's what you focus on mm. because i don't want this to it's 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 that because i you know i love frameworks and i love to be like just tell me what to do and i'll just and this is one of those things where it's like on the one hand you need to commit and focus, but on the other hand, you need to be you. you need the flexibility to still explore the changing yes. you. Yes, and it's it's such a <laughs> it feels so different. Yes, and so incongruent. Yes, but I don't think it needs to be.
1: I don't think so. And as you were saying that, I think it just to tie in with the conversation we're having about workflow. I think that's why we we all get so tight in our workflows because we very much link it to doing, which it is. It absolutely has to be because otherwise, nothing's going to get done. But it feels so concrete. That's why I think now if I revise my answer to your question about how we have flexibility in that, it's the exact same thing as what we apply in the premise of the show. Anything that we're doing, it's about having enough space in there to still play Mm -hmm. while doing, you know. Mm -hmm. And because play and doing go hand in hand when we think about it. When we get too much stuck in just playing, we don't get anything done and we don't feel the progress. And when we get too stuck in doing, we either get – we resent it because it's no longer representative of us – or we get so locked into it that we don't have the ability to grow and we're stagnant. Either way, we're not progressing. So they have the same outcome. It's just finding that right balance of being able to play and grow into who you're becoming while still being able to
0: have a healthy level of implementation as is. Yes. I love this. And this might actually feed into the the what this show is going to be come about. So I'd love to hear from you. Would it be helpful for you to for you to hear us talk through? As we're going through this with you, how it is that we're creating that flexibility, the, you know, the openness, but also the systemization around the work, like how we're thinking through it and mm. how we're implementing it ourselves, because this is never, I'm going to be like, it's going to be never ending and totally. it's constantly going to be changing. Yep. And so, you know, I, I feel like that could actually be really valuable for us to be talking quite honestly through how it is that we're doing it yep. as well.
1: And as a minimum keeps us accountable.
0: To, <laughs> so we're not <laughs> recording this episode in a year's time. I think that we still will be. It's like, remember we're back in episode 101 when we said that <laughs> we were going to be doing So we did not do that.
1: We're running out of animals at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, okay. So unique premise for your show, we... you know, we did it, but we didn't. The
1: C-minus, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, last one that I want to talk about. Podcast pitching. Mm. So this one was really off when I was looking, when we were looking back at the back catalogue. Episode 32 with Kevin Schmidlin, who is amazing. He's going to be speaking at Capshobians Live. He had an amazing framework around targeted podcast pitching, which as soon as I heard, when I was talking to him about it, and I was like, oh, man, we need to do this. Mm. Put that on our should list. Let's get this going (laughs) like it's on the list it's and, on the list yeah. and it was a, a should that we shelved but so all of that to say that sometimes we shelve shoulds because they are just not right for us kind of like climbing the charts just not our goal just not right for us sometimes we shelve shoulds because we, we you know we don't we shelve it because we, we we've kept trying and then it gets to a point where we're like okay it's it's not working we need to completely step back in order to then re-look at it almost objectively and go, okay, how do we tackle? And that was what happened with video yep. for us. And then there are some shoulds that we shelved, not because there were like, it's just because we just had other priorities, other things that we wanted to focus on. Mm. And that's, I think, what happened with podcast pitching because I think if – go listen to episode 32. It's really about how, you know, you get on the right podcast in the right way. And I want this actually to be, to be a focus now for this year, for 2024. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this is a should – that I'm gonna that we shelved that I'm gonna gonna take out of the cupboard. Maybe it was like sitting under the pink elephant. It's <laughs> Again, these are not real animals, <laughs>
1: so it wasn't crushed or anything. No, yeah,
0: no. I'm gonna and I'm gonna put that in there. What's when we don't shelve a should we put yeah. it? Is
1: it on the mantle
0: of on, action? I, sure. Yeah, it's on the action mantle. It is now on the action mantle for twenty twenty-four. We're dusting it off. Yeah, great. Yeah. So by the way, if you would, I would be very honored to be on your podcast. If you think that I would be the right guest, obviously you, if you've been listening to this, you know that I talk to entrepreneurs and I love talking to them about content, then definitely get in touch at hi at capshow.com. If you would like for me to guest on your podcast, I would be super honored to do that for anyone listening to this podcast. Just let us know that you heard this episode and you're like, Hey, I'd love to have Deidre on the podcast. That would be a great honor. To do that, cool, awesome. Okay, well, I guess our action we, mantle's looking good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've got one thing on our action mantle. Yes, we started the year off right. <laughs> okay, so I guess we end on that call to action. That's, I main our call to action. Yep, get in touch. Hi, hi at capshow, c a p s h o dot com, if you would like the egomaniac <laughs> to be on your podcast.
1: I mean, that's the irresistible to me. I'm going to oh, create a podcast just to get you on,
0: because yeah. who wouldn't want an egomaniac on there? <laughs>
1: a raving egomaniac
0: yeah Yeah. amazing all right well thank you for indulging us on this very therapeutic episode and we will see you on the next one in the meantime stay awesome. awesome